every time, man, it's like a, it's like a perfect, it's a perfect bottle pop. That one wasn't even really that good. Do it again. Should I? Yeah, do it again. I will. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, she got a little squeaky. Oh. It got a little squeaky. Oh, pissers. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back to Piss Jug. Uh, you're joined by uh, Brother Brown, Hobbs, and myself, Monochrome Sweatsuit. And we're back for another week. And now you piss where they told you. Dun, dun, dun. Now they piss where they told you. Dun, dun, dun. Fuck you, I won't piss where you tell me. Pissing on parade. Pissing on parade. That's not even a good rage voice, but uh, that's all right. Well, we're going to get into him in a little bit. We, Folks, it's a full show. A lot happened in the past week, but one thing that hasn't changed is we are still drinking bourbon. <laughs> couple, couple solids here. We're going into the fall, seemingly developing an alcohol habit, and you know, specifically brown liquor. It, Shout out Old Fourth Distillery. It feels honestly like the right move at the right time. So I just want to say thank you to Chessmaster Hobbs right now for knowing yeah, when to make the move. Yeah, baby. I had to do it again this week. I just had a little free time and on my lunch break, and I was like, all right, I'm going to ride over here and just pick a little something up. We'll see what happens. Guy gave me a nice recommendation. A little uh, Atlanta local <clears throat> Atlanta local action. Uh, says, yeah, 100 proof Kentucky bourbon, Old Fourth Distillery. There we go. I nailed it. Well, I'll just, I'll just say my heart sang when that bottle came out of the bag. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. hyped. I got really hyped. Did. I got hyped. That like, got me hyped, honestly. I mean, I mean, this is the funny thing for uh, for everyone listening to the podcast. I'm not really a big or regular drinker at all. But if I'm going to drink, it's going to be with the company present, right. and uh, with a microphone seems like just the best opportunity. Yep. <laughs> so, I think the last cocktail we had uh, together was called a Godzilla. Yes, it was. At a Japanese steakhouse? Oh, I housed two of those in front of you. Yeah, I did. What did that consist of? I think it had hypnotic in it. It did. Oh my it had God. six different kinds of liquor Grom's in it. Favorite. One of which <laughs> yeah. was hypnotic. I'll tell the hypnotic story later. I'll tell the hypnotic story later. But He's do, off the nautic again. Do you guys want to describe my drinking vessel right now to everybody? Because it's, uh, it's different. Oversized martini glass stemware, but it's plastic and it's pink. And you can barely see through it. Mm. It's the the opacity is at pour. about 70%. <laughs> a tall pour. <laughs> I, I had to pour a lot of this drink into a shot glass to shoot it so as I could even have efficiency because it's a huge drink, folks. It's a big drink. It's neat, as they say. Not on the rocks. Neat. It's neat, and uh, you know? Yeah, it's neat. That's it. The effects are already being felt, and we're not even five minutes into the episode. So <laughs> let's let's hit this docket before things get too crazy. Uh, last week, we talked about a lot, and guess what? This week's even more, and the first of which is we're talking about Mario. Okay? Yeah. It's a P. <laughs> what do you guys know about this whole Mario movie that's coming out? I haven't seen any trailer or f- screenshots, so this is... Fresh. I think I heard wind of it. Well, Chris Pratt is Mario. Uh, just to give you a warning, I don't like anything Chris Pratt does. I'll be honest with you. It's uh, it, I don't have like an active beef against him or anything like that. There's literally nothing like that. It's just there's no film I can ever think of where I'm like, man, remember how good Chris Pratt was in that? Like yeah. that's never happened for me. Yeah. And that's not a knock on him necessarily. It's just that I might not be his intended. Uh, demographic, but I'll say that sometimes someone can dig their toes in the sand a little too far, and sometimes other people can do the opposite of that, which is crossing a line, okay? You're either digging your toes in the sand to defend a position or you're crossing a line. There's two moves, all right? (laughs) Chris Pratt has crossed a fucking line. Oh, man. What did he do? He's Mario. (laughs) That. Just being Mario's. Do you want to he- this act? We're gonna watch the trailer. I'm about to play it, and you're gonna hear. And we'll probably have to pause and talk at points so that the, some algorithm on Spotify doesn't bust us for playing a movie trailer. Okay. <laughs> so 
we're gonna stop and pause. Um, we the thing to work now. We can. It we works. Can, oh, it baby. works. Yeah, we're good to go. We did a sound test before the you guys got here today. This, they don't. I don't know. They don't. Do they know that this is a big upgrade. This is a huge upgrade. <laughs> week to week, we're aiming for improvements, and I want to see what you guys think. We're gonna watch the Super Mario Brothers uh, movie trailer. I think because this is our public episode, I have to. I'll have to when this happens edit the audio out so i i because i think spotify does straight up mute stuff if you have something of copywritten material in there that's why you hear other comedians leave this stuff out of their public episodes but i will include the part with chris pratt talking that part i'm willing to gamble on so let's watch you guys don't have to worry i'm handling it in post okay (laughs) so the bourbon is present let's take a listen There's no more dialogue. We don't need to. We don't need to take take it any further. Did everyone hear clearly how bad that Mario accent? Mushroom was? Kingdom, here we come. Uh, yep. So I guess they're not doing the stereotypical Italian voice anymore because of the obvious. Like you know, I don't know. It sounds just. It's probably. it's one of those agreed upon accents though that I've never seen a protest over. It's one of those accents that no, I've never seen people take to the streets over a Mario depiction. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. So, so I don't think so either. It almost seems more offensive that they didn't do it because <laughs> for a number of reasons. You're offending a Japanese lineage of voice actors impersonating Italians. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Are we aware of the pedestal that we're threatening here? <laughs> So like who who did the original person who did the Mario voice like who was it? A, a number of people. Like it's, the one that everyone knows, the It's a Me Mario. I, that, I'm gonna look it up right person, now. Whoever that was, we gotta figure that out. I'm looking now. Look it up. I, I typed it in. Danny DeVito. It's me Mario voice, and I'm being blasted with uh, Chris Pratt ads. So, Christopher. So that's who's going to go down in history. Yes. A one, Christopher, Charles Pratt, Pratt. Charles Martinet. Charles Martinet. Okay, yeah. that kind of sounds Italian. That man, and it, an Italian. <laughs> I don't know, but he looks unhappy in the photo of him <laughs> online. Oh no, he looks kind of happy. I found fa- I found happy photos of him. Uh, it's this fella here. If you guys can see this, that's the. Why did that just not be the thing? Why did we need uh, fucking Chris Pratt to <laughs> let's? This is gonna be real big time. Like what? <laughs> even it's he sounds kind of like a limp dick Tom Hanks <laughs> in his impression. I didn't hear enough. All he said was like a, a, one a thing. mushroom kingdom. I looked up who did the voice of Bowser. I'm not surprised, and I'm let down at the same time. Do you guys want to take a shot in the dark for who that voice of Bowser was? Ooh, I don't know. I'd have to hear it again. He has substance abuse issues, and he is beloved in family films. Macaulay Culkin. Close. He's uh, darker hair. Haley Joe Osmond. Wider in frame. Uh, Haley Joe Osmond. Plays the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> he guessed the same thing after he, he was like, "Yep, yep, still the same, still the same guess." <laughs> he plays guitar. That also fits. The <laughs> he's in. He's in a famous band. Jason Schwartzman. I I don't know. Jack Black. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm not excited about it either. Jack Black is Bowser. I want to hear someone with a rough and tumble voice that has no business being in a children's movie as the voice actor. Like, that's where you go get Sam Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Elliott is like Cowboy Bowser would be sick. How much? They would just hit harder. Or like Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> Did Bowser ever talk? Not really. Well, not in, I mean, he clearly talked in this thing but i'm talking about like did bowser ever talk in general he just kind of laughed i never heard bowser talk i don't think i haven't played every mario game though so i fell off hard after like super mario brothers i can't remember dude like mario party i missed all that 
Yeah. I missed Paper Mario. Well, you can't play every single Mario game. Otherwise, no. like, I mean, Jesus I can, Christ, you'd spend a million dollars. I can say this with much, with, I mean, total assurance. The worst language that has ever come out of my mouth as a developing youth happened while playing Mario Party 3 with groups of other people. Fun I've game. never seen so much hate get conjured with such friendly characters on screen. <laughs> it is really something to behold and to where people are... Are you battling each other or are you working together towards a common goal? Two people are on a team per team and there's four teams. So you have okay. eight people in a room and... On one screen. People are insulting each other's mother. It is... I mean, and like... We already I, know you're a screen looker at her. In this, in this game, it makes no difference. Okay. Because of how Mario Party works. And Mario Party 3 specifically... It's a monolith. It's a if you're. It's one of those games like you know when someone gets out the game Risk, the board game. You're like, oh well, there goes eight hours. Oh yeah. That's how Mario Party Three is. You if you're gonna start a round, there's no way to do a round. I think less than like four hours if you're having fun. If you're racing through it, you could probably do it faster, but it's not very fun. And you're trying to beat the game faster than the other team. Well, everyone's kind of like racing to get to a completion point on the map, but a lot of variations can happen randomly where, you know, it cannot be a linear path. It could be random. Things can happen. But either way, Chris Pratt didn't need to be involved in any of that. Can't and they made, his, they made him pretty slim in the back end area. Thank you for pointing that out. It has come to everyone's attention. They have removed the butt from Mario. And the guy jumping around that often, I forget who made this point earlier, but his glutes would be extremely bulbous if you were going to be jumping this high yeah, all the time. So, be like, yeah, totally. To make him frail and scrawny and kind of like. Bottomed. I just, he's, he's childlike almost. I just typed in no butt Mario. Double butt Mario. And I'm yeah, doing. Look how much different the butt is. This is. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, look at Sue. So this is going to be like one of those uh, Sonic the Hedgehog things where they're pissed off at what Sonic looks yeah. like and then they fix it. You think his butt's going to be fuller by they'll the time the movie comes butt. out? Yeah, they'll, they'll <laughs> fix it. Give him more ass. We found that Mario performed 40% less effective in more than half of American markets with underdeveloped glutes. People simply want to see Mario thick. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I wanted to know y'all's initial reaction, and I got it. We want to see that chicken carbonario. <laughs> I mean, it's really something else. Uh, it's really something else. Yeah, the side-by-side back-end picture, if you guys can find it on the internet, is it's pretty astonishing. <laughs> the one to the left looks like a, a giant blueberry <laughs> with a crack in the middle. That's the thumbnail for the episode. <laughs> yeah, I am going to... That is the thumbnail for the episode right there. If I can find... A photo quality big enough, because, God, to get on uh, the Spotify thing, these photos have got to be huge. I will say that after watching the, the trailer, like, I'd watch that movie. Even if Chris Pratt is it looks cool. not good and, it, like, and the voice sucks or whatever. And they might even fix the voice, honestly. Like, Chris Pratt, let's let's be honest, he's funny, he's talented. Like, he could Parks and Rec with another voice and, and, you know. Yeah, Parks and Rec, he's funny. In that. <laughs> yeah, Pretty funny sometimes. Who would you put it in as Mario? Who would I substitute for Chris Pratt to make to play Mario? Ooh, man, there's so many people that <coughs> totally do that. I mean, I mean, it's not like I'm acting like playing Mario would be all that hard. It wouldn't really be that hard, I guess. But shit, I don't know. Drew, you got one. Sebastian Maniscalco. That, that's a that's a solid fit. Or Danny Who's DeVito. Who's Sebastian? <laughs> He's a Netflix comedian that like uh, okay. he had a really big special last year and before that he was known in the stand-up circuits and the people taking the shoes off on the plane what is this <laughs> you taking the shoes off on the plane he's that guy what are you an animal that's how he sounds he's like very very italian so oh, okay it would be it would be good It'd be good to have him as mario i think my vote of comedy that talks about airplanes though like i mean guys <laughs> remember jerry seinfeld <laughs> His act What's is. The with airline food? <laughs> Why is this airline food gotta be so bad? <laughs> Love a good airline joke. They bring back the peanuts or the pretzels. <laughs> How dehydrated What's do you want me by the, the time deal? I'm on the ground again? <laughs> I sound like the ghost of Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Moving, moving on from, uh, so would, are you throwing out, 
are you low key throwing out Seinfeld as a Mario candidate? Because I'm not mad at that. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld could play a good Mario. I, I think would, he'd do great. Dude, I mean, yeah, hilarious. right. Right? Larry David as Mario. Oh my God! <laughs> I think you just did it. I think you just switched it. I think that's it. Yeah, actually, that would be. Yeah, <laughs> just Larry David as Mario. Oh my God. Yeah, Chris Pratt. With all respect, I don't feel like he's done enough in his career to get this big of an opportunity. You feel like this is a big opportunity? It's just Mario. Do you remember how big of? A deal the one in the, in 1993 was Johnny Leguizamo, Dennis Hopper, yeah, and then the guy from Roger Rabbit. I always yeah. forget his name. I it starts with the H. I can't yeah, remember his last know, name. I don't remember seeing it in theaters. We blockbustered that shit. We did. I but, did too. Yeah. But what I'll say is this: Here, here's what I'm getting at. When you go watch, if you rewatch the trailer to that movie, it's like a number of huge sets that are in different physical locations. Yeah, we are watching code yeah yeah so that's the only thing about it where i'm kind of like man if we're gonna do a big scale mario thing and we're only doing high quality voice actors call up lair lair <laughs> give him a call you call up lair lair on the line give him a call. and i want princess peach to be Susie from that show <laughs> oh with the outfits <laughs> representing yeah if peach's outfits can follow and represent and it's good well um, well, hell yeah. Well, we got to move on now, and uh, I want to I, I want to talk to you guys. Uh, I was gonna play Bev and Bob doing Rage Against the Machine, but this is a public episode, and I just remembered like <laughs> Spotify is gonna remove that. I was gonna play System of a Down, but we're not even talking about System of a Down. The bourbon is present, and I'm talking about Rage Against the Machine. Everybody, um, we got some bad news. <clears throat> There's too much rage. Uh, Zach De La Rocha, the front man of Rage Against the Machine, he hurt his leg earlier this year when he was on tour, and he, he sat down on stage on a monitor, and he was like, you know, still doing his, fuck you, I want to do what you tell me. <laughs> fuck you, I want to do what you tell me while seated. And what he did not know at that time is he tore through more than 90% of his Achilles tendon. Whew. On one of his feet. So, tried to walk it off. He tried to like it didn't happen. He tried to stand up and like keep performing, but then he had to just sit back down. And he's he he performed seated at several shows. And after talking with doctors, now they're concerned about his overall ability to walk moving forward. Yeah, my dad uh, tore his Achilles when he was playing tennis as like a young dude, and like he couldn't barely walk after that he never went to the doctor didn't have surgery and like couldn't hardly walk for shit forever and then like eventually he was walking okay but he could never run again or anything like that like his it just hurt him all the time damn yeah. so stupid for not <laughs> i mean it's pretty crazy when you say to it. the hospital <laughs> if you hurt yourself that badly it's it's pretty nuts like it's one of those tendons you don't really think about but what do you guys feel initial reaction about a band called Rage Against the Machine where the front man in perpetuity will perform seated. Yeah, man, you said it best. He raged too hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not laughing at his injury. That part isn't funny at all. I would not wish that on my worst enemy. But the thing that I think is just, it's, it's irony. It's not really funny. It's more ironic that they're doing their big comeback tour and that's when this thing goes down. He needs to be bungeed and swung or something <laughs> like something that would make make people excited again because yeah him not jumping around screaming those lyrics around like <laughs> they have like a, a trapeze system that like or like put them in a straight jacket so it's like more on brand with like the you know what i mean like you got to do something you got to do something besides him just sitting down I, I love your vision of this of like all right so zach here's what's gonna happen <laughs> band's gonna be up on stage and they're gonna do the intro for killing in the name of and they're gonna hype up the intro for like 64 bars longer than they need to whole crowd's gonna be like where's zach where's zach hurdy hurt his leg that's when we cut the spotlight up to you kid 
you're going to be in the straight jacket up there. <laughs> We're going to drop you in. We got Hannibal Lecter style. Yeah. We got we got cable wire on you. We was watching the, that Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon movie. We figured this we, stuff we out. We figured okay. this yeah. out. We got, we got cable wire on your back. We're not going to have an Owen Hart situation. You're fine. <laughs> That's the frame of reference for how bad it could be. <laughs> <laughs> on a frame of how good to bad this is we'll going. not end up like Owen Hart. There are no sharp corners and no turnbuckles anywhere in the stadium, kid. Best case scenario, it's like one of Tommy Lee's drum roller coaster runs that were successful. Worst case, Owen Hart. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, uh, again, not laughing at the injury because it's pretty crazy when you think about ripping your Achilles tendon. Like, oh, if, that, if, if this was a sports injury, that'd be career ending. Yeah. Savage of him to keep performing. Yeah, honestly, if the guy from guy. from Def Leppard can figure out one arm drumming, I'm confident that a front man can figure out moving around in some capacity that's interesting. Get him a segue. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Make that band look so much older. <laughs> Just slowly wheeling. Fuck you, I won't wheeling do what you tell me. <laughs> they start performing. They stop performing at venues. And they just start performing like high school tracks, so we can just so can go in circles. Yeah. <laughs> the, the NASCAR events, like in between the races. <laughs> oh man, the bourbon is present. The burb. What's the title of the episode? The bourbon is present, man. Holy shit. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this pink martini glass, this pink plastic martini glass is like, it, it's funny because it looks ridiculous, but it is hard to finish. I've been just taking the biggest swigs possible and trying to chase it with um, cherry Coke. And, uh, you got big swig energy. <laughs> right now I'm on that big swig energy and... I just I'm trying to I'm trying to to remain in a state where Sweet. I'm conveying the empathy that I have for someone that has a serious leg injury because I've had my knee banged up. You guys know that I've had my knee banged up pretty good a couple times. Yeah. And one of the times I'll tell it real quick. Okay. I'm not gonna pick. I'm, I want people to really understand. I'm not making fun of Zach De La Rocha at all. Um, I fell out of a claw tooth bathtub and ripped my MCL. A claw tooth bathtub? Yeah, it's it's like the old style of like bathtubs. It looks like it has legs. Yes. Like that. Oh yeah. Okay. And and they're a little higher. Yeah. Than a normal than a normal tub. Uh, yeah. So here I'll tell what happened to everyone. Uh, a man could get hurt. He I'll, dropped his billfold in the claw tooth next to the commode. Billfold. <laughs> well, well, when I when I tell everyone what happened, you're gonna laugh even harder. It's even dumber than that. Uh, for a while, I trained a, a couple different martial arts before I, I settled on really trying to pursue jujitsu. And I took Krav Maga classes in, uh, in a few different locations when I lived in different parts of the country. And one time I went to Charleston, South Carolina to visit, and they have a Krav Maga school, but it was closed for the holiday while I was there. So they had one class available at a satellite location, meaning it's not a real Krav Maga school. It's a building that has volunteered the space. So I drive to North Charleston, and I end up in, like, a women's private fitness studio. And a small woman shows up that looks like she would be, like, one of my friend's moms. She does not look like a martial arts instructor. And I'm, like, they're ready to fight, you know. I've, like, shaved my head all short. My beard's grown out. I'm ready to learn chokes. I'm ready to hit stuff. I'm ready to do this. And she gets there, and she lets everyone know, like, well, today's a cardio day. We're actually, we're going to do our combatives, but only 20 minutes, and the rest is cardio. She's like, I'm a five-time uh, gold medal winning <laughs> athlete for track. She, probably the best cardio conditioned athlete that I've been around, and she didn't look like an athlete. So she proceeded to work us out for like 80 minutes, and I like, like I had to go to the bathroom at a point and throw up. It was that bad of a workout. So I got home to shower, and when I got out of the shower, I fell and ripped my MCL and, uh, yeah, that was on Christmas Eve. And I have since nursed knee problems. So, I again, I am not poking fun at Zach De La Rocha. At least he was performing on stage with a band when he had his injury. I was falling out of a tub. <laughs> what age were you? This happened in 2000. 
2010. 2010. Okay. Yeah. 12 years ago. So that knee's still a little wonky. I have to walk backwards up hills now to strengthen my knees. I was thinking like the already angsty 16-year-old Chrome, you know, and then having that Christmas while he's hurt and angsty. Like, it was the worst Christmas ever. <laughs> fucking knee. No, man. Like, and they got you a trampoline for Christmas and your knees. <laughs> I wish it were like that. But I did. I can't get, even fucking use it. I, I did get pulled over by the TSA when flying home at the airport. And that's I was the random search. And they don't give they don't give a flying fuck about your knee brace as it turns out. <laughs> they don't care. They felt it all over the place and it hurt bad. So again, my condolences to uh, the front man for Rage Against the Machine. We are wishing him the speediest, the fastest, the very best recovery money can buy. So, moving on. Uh, what do you guys know about this Brett Favre? Controversy that's going on. I have not heard about this at all. Oh man, this is bad. This is real bad, you guys. So, right now, if you were to Google Brett Favre, the number one thing that pops up in the related stories. Wait, how do you how do you spell Brett Favre's name? Favre. His last name is spelled exactly. Brother Brown just got it. F A V R E. All right. Yeah, if you just Google his name, the number one thing that pops up. Brett Brett Favre's involvement in the Mississippi welfare scandal draws outrage. Brett Favre's scandal is is emblematic of the country. Uh, Brett Favre hires former Trump attorney as welfare scandal grows. (laughs) Uh, To give you the long and short of it, folks, Brett Favre wanted to build a volleyball stadium for his daughter for the college that she wishes to attend. I'm not 100% sure whether this is because she doesn't have good enough grades or if this is a way for her to be a shoe-in for the school because her dad donated a building, but he did not want to pay for this out of his own pocket. The approximate cost for thirty or for, for, for this building was going to be, I think, around $30 million. And just so you know, going into this, Brett Favre's net worth at this moment is north of $110 million. Hundred and ten. So he could have paid for this out of his own pocket and still literally been fine. Mm-hmm. He would have been had more money than he could ever spend in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. But what he chose to do was siphon off welfare money from people in the state of Mississippi. How was he able to access this? Does it tell you? Um, so that would require a little more unpacking than I can do while the bourbon is present. Okay. But I will say that People should understand Brett. Callback, folks. <laughs> Brett Favre has had uh, a, a few years now where he's been running multiple businesses, uh, doing different endorsement deals. Where he's met people and made connections in the legal world, lawyers that I think he was trying to use as liaisons to complete this. So I think that's actually how the story came to light: is a text conversation he had with a lawyer, crossed the line to where it's like, oh, not only is that illegal, this is officially evidence. Mm-hmm. So a series of text messages were handed over where he was asking about the legality of certain things to his lawyer. And some of what came out in those texts uh, was kind of damning and indicated that he was doing pretty terrible things to siphon. Like they have the, the receipts now. I think that's what it is, is the texts are the receipts that like he knew full well what he was doing. Mm. But he was stealing money from... Piece uh, of shit. He's a piece of shit, man. Brett Favre's a piece what of shit. A piece of shit. Yeah, stealing from single mothers that need like legit welfare checks. That's gonna be an unpopular opinion, but yeah, that's a that's a big old piece of shit right there. And if you don't believe it, it really happened. It did. I think people are supporting you. Like people are people are supporting your opinion I'm on that. Sure, they're supporting him. Like and like saying nothing happened. <laughs> oh no, no, the tide has turned. The tide oh, is. Yeah? Tur- oh, people. Hate oh they hate Brett, Brett Favre they what hate, that's but, not even possible Brett Favre's like the golden boy for all those like, cheese heads like mm-hmm. for them but like just like rednecks in general just fucking love Brett Favre they did until this because he was stealing money from uh, people on welfare in a in a red state so they don't take kindly to that like welfare yeah so you ain't gonna take my Wrangler man. <laughs> It's it's not it's not it's not good. Um, so I, I basically, at this point, I can only refer back to my only Brett Favre interaction before this that I can recall, and that was being psychedelically high from spices in Ross Dress for Less. I believe I told that story on this podcast, and I was surrounded by Brett Favre products, 
And I didn't know I was looking into the future and seeing, like, the downfall of a giant via uh, copper tongue. Sunscreen? No, I realized that as I said it. His it, Copper Gold. Thank copper you. Gold. That's the brand. Copper Tone some, is... Some, copper Fit. Copper Fit. Yeah, that whole thing is absolute horseshit, dude. <laughs> like, the copper in the sleeve helps your knee. The magnetic relieves tension and built and makes you... It's better. Eradicates even, inflammation. No. The, the funny thing horseshit. that I I thought about when they put that stuff out is like... I mean, that's what diabetes socks do. So, like, are you just making diabetes socks with, like, sporty material? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the real talk of what they do. I, I bought uh, diabetes socks by accident one time. Diabetes? Have you ever worn them? They're just compression yeah, socks? Yeah, I, I have. They squeeze the shit mm. out of your leg. Does it feel good? Maybe, but for me, it, it did not. Yeah. For me, I felt like I was wearing uh, my younger sibling that I don't have, but my younger sibling's clothing, and it was just suffocating. Yeah, whenever you wear a tight sock at the end of the day, you take that foot out of there, and it's like, oh, God. My dogs. Uh, my, my dogs, dogs barking. barking. I don't have tight socks on, but, man, I've been walking through these the bottom of these shoes. My tootsies are hurting. My dogs are barking. The dog, you're on your feet all day, though. Let's be let's be real. I am, and I have to walk so far to go smoke weed. Yeah, well, I think <laughs> I think I think that's the thing. A it's lot 15, of fifteen thousand steps just for a bowl. <laughs> a lot of people take that for granted, and the fact that you're putting in the work will allow you to look at a younger generation one day and go, "Listen, I, had to walk I used 15, to put thousand steps in the snow to go smoke a damn one hitty oney. Exactly, one going. <laughs> put it on him. You know what I mean? I wore the bottom of my soles of my shoes out. They were Nikes, too. You wouldn't know about that. Yeah. I've been staring at Mario's ass for too long. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get it's Mario hypnotizing. off Put the screen. Else. I'm going to get him off there. Put um, something else up there. I'm going to get him off, off there. Let me, put I got, a pretty lady up there. Um, well, hold on. We got Why some... don't you put a pretty lady up there? <laughs> you, you want me to put up a pretty lady up there? I want to say a pretty lady. Okay, okay. You got to put a pretty lady up there. If she, if she don't drop off some bread in five minutes, I'm liable to rear up on. I'm those. liable to rear back. Okay, we're gonna pivot into. I'm pulling up a picture of a pretty lady, but it's gonna pivot into our next topic. Okay. Damn it. Okay, Brother Brown's got a story, uh, and I've got some as well. Uh, it came up on the podcast this week, um, or on the streams this week on Curio Lab. Diesel jeans are potentially making a comeback. And I used to be an employee of this place, and Brother Brown has a fantastic story involving diesel jeans that I want him to clear the air. Tell the people about your, your could we call it checkered pass with diesel jeans? Yeah, this is a low point. You got to set them up and really describe the mall to them because we got to remember, the mall this happened at is not a normal mall. What mall? mall your story happened at linux i know you got to tell for everyone that's not from atlanta they got to understand what a monolith of a building that oh, is. oh okay yeah well we'll start from the beginning it's 7 30 7 45 in the morning uh oxycontin has just hit the scene <laughs> what year is it um probably oh four peak yeah peak at least in my town this is peak oxy season so I'd, I'd done some perkies in the past, some hydrocodone and stuff, because I had back problems playing sports and shit. So I, I, I wasn't a stranger to a, a pain pill, but I definitely was a stranger to one this strong. So this fucking kind of sketchy girl lays out some lines, and they hit it, and then we're on the bus, and I'm, like, so nauseous. It's like a two-hour ride to Atlanta on the school bus, and I'm on the back. So we get out at the museum. First thing that happens, it's hot as fuck outside, and these little... Uh, the automatic doors open for the museum and this hot air that's like, I guess, pushing bugs out so they don't come in just hits me in the face and I throw up all over the entrance floor, all over it. And there's like groups of kids walking out like, ew, ew. So, I, so that's the first one. How are, wait, how are you feeling at that point? By the time you've come through, the each hot time, air is hit. Each time I throw up, I think it's done. And, but are you getting higher? Yeah. Yeah. So, Fuck e yeah. so each time this happens, you're getting a little further disconnected from your ability to blend in with your classmates. Yep. Got it. And 
Only two other ones at, on this field trip are as fucked up as me, but they've done Oxycontin way more than I have. So this is like my first time doing it. Were they making any effort to try and like cover for Hell you? Hell no. They were like stuck together. Like they're, they're a buddy buddy. Like, well, we're not throwing up because we're drug addicts. He's Fuck. on his own. <laughs> so anyway, we go see some exhibits. I think I'm okay. Then they go take us to an IMAX about fish that's 3D. Oh, God, those already can be kind of dizzying. Even so, if you're stone sober, those can kind of give you a headache and make you a little sick. So, yep, yeah, about seven and a half minutes in, I'm, like, excusing myself to go throw up in the bathroom again. So oh, then man. I'm like, okay, it's fucking done, finally. So at, at the end of the whole museum trip, they're like, we'll go to the mall for a second. And here's where we get to Linux. This building is huge. Probably, How many stores did you say? 200 stores? Easy. Easy and, 200. And, and at its peak, there is one part of the mall that is four stories. Yep. In the in the middle, you're talking about, yeah, and and parts of the wings are like stores that are, are too expensive for any normal person to go shop at. Neiman Marcus, Cartier, Burberry, um, Diesel, Diesel, yeah. <laughs> and wait, you're on a school trip? We're on a school trip, That's... but I'm I'm I go to a magnet uh, school, so we got a lot more like more focused field trips, not just bullshit ones. Like, we, okay. got, we got to go do fun shit. And then afterwards, they'd reward us by, well, since you're in the Magnum, well, you're responsible enough to go to the to the mall and get some things. We're taking you to the nice food court. <laughs> so I'm like, he- I'm starving at this point because I've already thrown up twice. So I'm like, I'm getting some fucking Sparrow, dude. And I got one of those stuffed pizzas, you know, where it's like bread on top and Wait, the bottom. you chose to get that... I wanted something so heavy, Hobbs. you had... Dude, I was starving. I had threw what? up all my breakfast. It was bad. So you, you also got to bear in mind, and I'm fucked up on fucked up. So, so <laughs> You're young, dumb, and fucked up. Well, and each yeah. time he threw up, he blasted off more. So by the time he gets to the food court, he's trying to eat as like an anchor to get back in. You know. I guess. I mean, I would have chosen something like maybe more like like Chick Fil A or something. You know? You're you're exactly right. But I chose Sparrow and Mountain Dew. Oh, no. So I had two giant pieces of that Rock stuffed call. pizza, which are already, like, full of ingredients, and it's a lot of bread, and it's a lot of cheese. Young man's decision. So we go into Urban Outfitters, which is, like, the cool store at the time. Right above the food court. Yeah, the super sick store. Like, if you were young and in high school, like, that's where all the cool kids went to go get their stuff. Edgy shirts, edgy edgy apparel. So my buddy's got, like, this beanbag pillow, and he's like, man, this thing's awesome. And it's, like, one of the guys that was fucked up, too. And he's like, feel this. And he just throws it at me. And it hits me in the stomach before I catch it, you know? So, like, I was, I was going to embrace it, but I just caught it too late. And it was like a heavy beanbag memory foam thing. And I don't know, that pressure on my stomach, I, I guess I hadn't burped enough, but I tried to turn. I tried to turn and throw up. And what was there? An entire wall of diesel jeans, like those cubby holes. How expensive per pair? Of diesel jeans. 250 300 per pair. Yep. I threw up in the middle cubby, and they it went down both stacks oh. of diesel jeans. So probably 5K worth of, worth of denim. Holy shit. And I just had to run out of the store. They oh, were like, sir, sir. And I was just, we just fucking dipped. We were like I hiding behind stuff in the parking lot until we spotted the rest of the field trip getting yeah. on the bus, and then we Bye-bye. snuck on. So the rest of the time I spent in the parking lot just trying to spot people that I knew I'm from my class. For that. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Yeah, dude. Fuck that. Imagine getting hit with that bill. Yeah. And I'd like go home to my parents, like uh, they got me on camera yeah. and like they caught me. And yeah. It's it's not the uh, it's not the the place you want to be stuck with that tab. They're just gonna go clean the jeans anyways. Do you think they can get off that Mountain Dew yeah. and Sparrow? I, I, yeah. I, I can I can tell you from working there, they wouldn't do that. What? Really? They would just tr- once, throw it away. Once bio material has touched a piece of clothing, they can't sell they it. They Can't technically. Nope. Sell it really. So Burn them all. Yep, you're in them all. So something has sweat oh, or a little gray area there. Yeah. Well, it's it's also because it, it's also because uh, interesting cliff note. I used to work for Urban Outfitters, so I happen to know this. Y'all know who owns that company? No. I want you to take a stab in the dark at what the family does. That owns Rupert Urban Murdoch Outfitters. or whatever his name is. No, but that's a great guess. That is an, honestly an excellent guess. But take a stab in the dark at what the family does that owns Urban Outfitters. Are they like uh, the gemstones, the righteous gemstones? <laughs> also an excellent guess. And you're not far off. Neither of you are that far off. It's just it's kind of in between a different place. They're farmers that understand how business works. A handful of years ago, I mean more than 20, they were already running uh, successful like cowboy 
and like farmer stores. I just imagine them wearing yeah. their own product, like deep like, cut V-necks like, and like skinny so, jeans with their so, farming. So literally <laughs> for like Duluth trading. <laughs> so literally for Urban Outfitters, all they did was they replaced like the that. inventory with how their other stores were laid out. And it was a hit. So it, it, all Urban Outfitters are based off of basically a farming store layout. Like a feed store or like what uh, kind of? Men's farming apparel, women's yeah. farming, okay. women's farming okay. apparel, uh, lifestyle housewares for your home, gotcha. stuff like that. So they just basically did that for hipsters. And then what they did after that is they let people like Diesel pay them crazy amounts of money so to be allowed there. to sell product at their store. Yeah. So Was that probably the most expensive item that was sold there or were there more expensive? I just want to get a guesstimate on like... If I did choose to throw up in the pristine wrong spot. Top 5% of things you could have okay. chosen the wrong thing. The, the only things that get more expensive than that are normally like winter coats. Ooh, like big yeah. winter like coats down. that come in. Yep. Like seven ninety five yeah. is not a number that you would be they shocked. They also sell like vinyl gear there, but they didn't when I was there, thank God. But like imagine if I would have <laughs> thrown up on a bunch of like electronic so vinyl players. I got to... I, I probably have any, any good ones. They, no, you're right. They're all pieces <laughs> of shit. They're all crawlies. Yeah, crawlies are the worst. I actually got a story about... It's funny. Crowley? Craw Craw Crawley. Okay. Craw I got a, uh, we're definitely not going to do a sponsor for Crawley now. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Crowley. <laughs> and we'll Dude. be right back after this quick word for Crowley. I'm just kidding. I've got a really good uh, quick anecdote about my time as an employee at Urban Outfitters. Uh, when I worked there in Colorado, uh, I, would, I would call that one of the low points in my life where I worked at Urban Outfitters and School of Rock simultaneously. And at School of Rock, it was like, you know, it was okay because I was teaching like music lessons and it was more closely related to the thing I wanted to do with my time. And Jack Black was there, so it was a fun environment. <laughs> exactly. He, he, he made the classes fun. Jack knew how to lighten it up, but my other job was Urban Outfitters and it was in Denver, Colorado. And this was the Wild West, of, more of the Wild West of the <laughs> legal weed days there. This was a long time ago. But... um I would keep a, a blowtorch in my car, a dab rig and a blowtorch. Glowing hot dabs. And this I was back when you th thought it had to be orange to get the full hit. Way too I would, hot. I Way would take too hot. the hottest dabs conceivable and then go into work. And one day I did that and we had the most badass shoplifter that I encountered minus a different shoplifter in the Boston Urban Outfitters. God, I worked for this company too much. You did. But this guy came into uh, into the one that I looked at. Do you guys remember the game Street Fighter? Second time I've asked you that today. Oh, this yeah. is unrelated. So the unrelated. First time? Okay. Unrelated. You remember the character E Honda? Yep. This yeah. guy was the build of E Honda. Ooh, Big. you want to fuck with that guy? He's huge. He knew the exact route to walk in the store to not trigger the electronic alarms when he was ready to leave. So he went to the vinyl section, and he was a big enough of a guy. Three crawly boxes under each arm. I want you to think about how tall that is for a second. Yeah, that's so. That's a bulky. That's I, a bulky lift. That's a big dude. He comfortably gets three crawly boxes under each arm and just starts walking. And like people are yelling to stop him, and I just like looked up at him and was like so aware of his size. You were near the exit. Yes, I was standing in his way, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, you don't pay me anywhere near enough money. Plus, I just hit an indica dab in the parking lot, and I am in no position to do anything. I can barely breathe. <laughs> I can barely talk right now. <laughs> so." He leaves the store and, uh, and and gets out with all the shit. And I was told later he does that like once a month. He comes in and just steals what he wants and walks out this path. And how did it not trigger the alarm at the main exit? He knew how to walk out of there where the path he would take was in between or behind the points where the sensor would read it. Oh. So he had a very particular way he would get in and out of the store. You think he was an ex-employee or something? Or how did he? I think people that are like professional th thieves... Oh, they, pr pretty okay. good at figuring that stuff out. I'm like, sure the layout's similar for most department stores like that, especially corporate ones. Exactly, but... Now uh, you're thinking, now you're giving me ideas. No, I'm, just so, I'm, I'm not the build of E-Honda for everyone that doesn't know what I look like, but I am big. Pivoting... <laughs> Speaking of, next week we're going to go over the ranking system <laughs> at my job. <laughs> we Stay tuned for that, unless we want to do it now. No, we're, okay. we're going well, to hit that next week because, yeah, we got a little bit more diesel debauchery to get into... I worked for this company at the time when... Uh, do you guys remember that SAT movie with uh, Kevin Spacey called The Perfect Score? No. They tried to do this movie to make the SATs badass or sexy or cool in, the, in like 2006 or seven. The standardized test? Yes. Okay. And the entire cast of that movie, minus Kevin Spacey, came into the diesel store that I worked at to buy clothes. And that, that was a commission job. So like any for a wardrobe or for their own personal wardrobe. Okay. So I was psyched because anytime that happened, you got a big commission. So they bought like five grand worth of shit. 
So my commission was huge because it was like a 3% commission. Okay, so, so 300 bucks, something like that. Wasn't bad, and I was so psyched. But the way it works is if people return your sales, you have to get that yeah. deducted from your paycheck. So they Damn. came back the following week and returned all five grand once they were done Damn. filming. And I had the 300 ripped out of my paycheck. But this was happening concurrent to when we got a new manager in the store, and this is the part I wanted to mention. I'll just say this guy's first name because I don't want to have to censor, and I don't give a shit enough about him to protect his identity. His first name was Damien, and he worked for that company. And he had multiple sexual harassment offenses filed against him. My very first day on the job when all this was going down and I'm, like, pissed off on having to get $300 taken out of my paycheck... They were throwing like a diesel party where Peroni Beer sponsored the event, which is uh, not good. It's the, probably the worst beer to have lukewarm. It's in my vote for like if you want to have all the beers in the world, the number one or two that you cannot have at room temperature or warm is Peroni. It's very carbon. It's like a very bubbly pilsner. So, yeah, I see what you mean. That's got to be ice cold. It's got to be ice cold. And they simply weren't. It was the worst party event. And it was supposed to be welcoming our new manager. And I went down to the basement, and he's blowing a huge line of cocaine off of his desk. And he looks up at me, and his nose is bleeding. And he <laughs> says, if you want to play, you got to pay. <laughs> pay what? Like, he, that was how he was rationalizing his nosebleed. <laughs> God. I think working at this job took five years off my life. I thought he meant that if you wanted to snort coke with him in the closet, that you'd have to give him some money. No, that's... Or possibly... Another kind of favor if he was a sexual harasser. He he did make an advance on me later uh, at that job, which led to me quitting ultimately. And I could have sued the company, but I chose not to. I chose to belittle him on the sales floor with harsh language and finger pointing. (laughs) (laughs) But it's worth mentioning because I've already told you guys about it. This was the same job where I worked with the guy that talked about Floyd's Rock and Roll Barbershop. So if you can imagine that guy interjecting into the mix and all this, I'm trying to paint a picture here. (laughs) I'm trying to think of whether I would have sucked his dick and then snorted the coke first or snorted the coke and then sucked his dick. (laughs) Get what you need first, you know? know. It's a valid question of events, which, you know, I'm so glad that you bring up that that philosophical question. If you're not already listening to our Patreon, go ahead. You're going to want to sub... Pissjug is on Patreon, patreon.com slash pissjug. There's there's an exclusive episode there every week, and guess what? This week, we have a serial killer bracket that we're doing. So you're going to want to check that out because, Hobbs, I have have strategic questions for you about what you would do in given scenarios, but you're going to have to subscribe to the Patreon to check that out, okay? But... Moving right along, because holy shit, we're running out of time for... Uh, you got to do a quitting story, right? Well, we have quitting stories on the Patreon. Go along. Oh, on we Patreon. Got, okay. We go got a lot of We got a lot of stuff. I thought that was going to connect to Diesel. We got one big category left for today. That's what it is. And then, and then guess what? We're out of here. We're out of here. Hey, I'm just saying we can go long if we need we'll to. We'll go... We'll go uh, we'll, a little we'll, long. We'll give them a little over an hour, but for this next one, I, I anticipate I'm going to get a big response from you guys. All right, let's roll. We got to talk about a Florida man that uh, I read about earlier today. First of all, let me just ask both of you, what little league sports did you play if you played them? Baseball, football. I played soccer for one year. And uh, basketball for sure. That's exactly what I, I was going to say. Soccer for one year. Yeah. Basketball, football, baseball. Baseball yeah. was the one I was in love with the most. I played it for the longest. I played it for like 10 years. So I want to f- give a follow-up question now. What's the most intense parent that either of you can remember from your days in Little League sports? Uh, it happened on the field. There was a bad call, and a parent came out and tried to fight the umpire, and then the assistant coach got in the mix. <laughs> and there was just like, and my dad thought I was in the, because he couldn't see. It happened like right by first base dugout, so and that's what position I played was first base. So he thought I was like somehow in the 
the big Tom and Jerry scuffle cloud, you know, so he comes running on the field and starts pulling dudes off and like he doesn't realize I'm standing right behind him. So like he's like <laughs> hitting dudes in the back of the head and like kidney punching him, like trying to see if I'm somehow stuck under all this <laughs> calamity. <laughs> it was good. That's one of the times where you do want a dad to come in and hit first, ask questions later. Yeah. Sorry, man, I thought my son was under there. (laughs) (laughs) The guy's, like, bleeding. (laughs) So I just got an assault charge. All right, we're cool. I was uh, on a a football team that had a – and when you're in Little League, the the coach try to play everybody, you know, like even back then when they were, like, trying to win more than than anything, you know, they would try to play everybody a little bit. But our team was, like – trying to win more so and the coach like didn't play this one kid who like just really was not he was just not good and he like i don't know maybe he shouldn't have played football like at all maybe he should have done something else but like you know whatever his mom got really upset that he was not making it on the field like long enough or getting enough time and uh she like basically was like like walking out into where the players were and like where the coaches were and like they got into it hardcore but uh that was the only time i really recall any parents arguing hardcore with the coaches boy do well i i guess i'll give my background before i get into the story uh i did baseball for like two years and i got yelled at by my coach because i was an outfielder and i just practiced doing cartwheels and handstands yeah I didn't. Oh, you played did, like T-ball. Did you want to be playing not, baseball? I, pl- I, I played baseball. No, it was it was beyond T-ball. It was baseball. There was other kids did pitching. Did you want to play okay. though, or were you just like having fun, just like doing whatever you wanted? I, I think my parents were doing their very best to try and put me into like scenarios where I was interacting with other kids roughly my age yeah. because I always had kind of like individual interests. Like I liked skateboarding. Yeah. I liked the guitar. Yeah. I liked things that like you did on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this was before that point had fully happened where I had transitioned into that being the kind of person I was. I think they were making efforts at just trying to get me to do the same stuff other kids were doing. And I did basketball in in Atlanta. Uh, and when I moved to Forsyth County, which is uh, Hobbs is very familiar with, I played basketball very differently. I played with a more diverse team growing up. So when I moved to Forsyth County and I was just playing with, like, a bunch of other, like, suburban white kids, I got called out hard on my defense. I was basically, like, elbowing kids. And like, like This isn't how you d- normally do it? I, I was playing dirty. <laughs> I was like, nah, man, like, we play a little more physical in the program that I come from. And I got past the ball one time in my little league career, one time only. No, two times. Did you take the shot or did you pass it along? I took the shot and I made it on the first one. It was the three-pointer. Nice. They tried it again on the second one. Complete brick. Never pass it to me again. Damn. You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance <laughs> to blow. That song wasn't out yet, so how was I to know? The only basketball I could play in my town was attached to a church, and it was called Upward. Dude. So I know that's all the only reason. Upward. That's the only way I could play basketball, and I tried it, man. I tried it for two seasons. I just could not take the religious halftime moments. They would take you in some weird yeah. Sunday school room and like read you a Bible verse and somehow relate it to basketball. And I was just like, man, why do I have to go through all these fucking hoops? No pun intended. But I just want to play a little. I want to shoot some balls, man. You're, you're like running up for a layup, and you're like Ezekiel. Yeah, Ezekiel. John one sixteen. Well. All that to, to set you guys up, I now got to tell you about what happened in Florida at a Little League game. Let's hear it. In a Florida Little League football game, uh, I believe this was in the past couple weeks, a dad who's 41 years old was at the game watching his 9-year-old son play. It was a scrimmage match against another team. I think they were still in their preseason. For football. For football. So... The, the guy who's watching, who the story is about, his son got tackled hard on the field. Hard. And he thought it was a bullshit. So his response, he got up from the stands. He proceeded to suit up and put on football equipment. What? Shoulder pads, full helmet, full deal. Runs out on the field, gets on the ground, fingers down like he's about to do a play in front of the nine-year-old that tackled his child and barrels through him full speed and takes him down. 
<laughs> this so the Hobbs face right now. I wish I wish this were a video podcast at this moment so I could show Hobbs face. Wow. <laughs> now that I'm hearing this, this sounds premeditated. It's, if he brought his pads and everything, that so yeah, where he, did he get the fucking pads? He, so this is the best that part. Fit. Here's the best he probably part. Probably kept him from his glory day. Yeah. yeah. Here's the best part, y'all. I glory don't think day. the pads fit, so that means he grabbed a child's pads. Oh my god. So? You're probably right. Scum of the earth. So how small is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't like it when kids get hurt and like. Yeah, know. but it's even that video you sent me the other day with the guy like chops the little kid. Like, I yeah. mean, I was like, dude, what the fuck? You don't need to use excessive force like that against a kid. He's he's talking about an account. There's kids getting hurt. It's an account on Instagram that I, I follow. Don't like that fucking account, man. <laughs> I feel like the, they like the parents are just completely fucking asshole. They're just like probably shit happen just so they can fucking record it on a video and laugh and think it's funny. Pro- like some of those situations, like that kid could have got seriously fucking hurt. Probably, but I will say it's on par. It, it's on par with any things that occurred in my upbringing. There just weren't cameras present. Yeah. So that's how I. That's I'm how. Sure, yeah, yeah. That's how I make peace with it. But I do agree with you that a professional Muay Thai kickboxer should not be kicking a child. No, I'll make that very clear no, for the pod. Not even with the he like adjusted the pad to try to make it like to so it protect her and like it did or whatever. But like, what if like. On the way down, she got hurt or something. You know, like I mean, there's a million ways you can get hurt. So but you there's all fucking the, around with kids. There's also the cool. the other devil's advocate, just for the for sake of entertainment. What if that girl is so badass from holding them pads and taking them kicks that one day someone tries to attack her for real and she's like, "You weren't there for the pad kicks." Yeah, you didn't even know. <laughs> you weren't there. I got launched yeah, I across the room I from a pro it. kickboxer. She got- Tougher probably from like that exposure, but like yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh, not not, like, not tougher. It, it, I don't want to argue tougher because I, I don't know if that would yield tougher. I would just say mental reference point. It's a crazy thing to be like, mm-hmm. yeah. When I was a kid, I used to hold this pad and this guy. <laughs> I used this, to take kicks. From he like would a, throw this kick four times <laughs> my size. He'd kick me to where my feet would go, where my head is, and my head would go down there where my feet were. And he, you know what he'd say to me? We got to film one more. <laughs> one more, let's go. Well, all jokes aside, making it very clear, Piss Jug in no way endorses kids getting hurt. I'm not an advocate Fuck for kids getting hurt. But I am, I'll tell you this. I have less of a problem with a Instagram channel called Kids Getting Hurt than I do a dad that suits up and puts on football gear to tackle oh, a nine-year-old. How did someone not go out there and like stop him though before he did it? Like the referee or somebody could have gotten confusion. away, right? Like, I think it's confusion. I think no one knew what to make of they it. They think he was doing a bit. <laughs> yeah, or maybe like trying to instruct the child like how to properly hit or yeah. how soft you should be going. But yeah. he chose to level the kid. Yeah, that was my first job was an umpire too. But we'll get into that on the Patreon. So I have some stories about being a young kid in a position of power against angry, usually drunk. Dads, that's the that's the that's the, the the most usual kind at these sporting events. And do you guys think this guy that tackled the kid? What's your guess on his inebriation level when he chose to make this choice? I don't even know that he was drunk. Like just crazy ass parents, man. Right? I'm I'm gonna say this guy did not have a sip. He just literally was that totally guy. sober, sober Hogan. This like when I used to play ball, like the fun part about it and was like getting big hits and stuff like i loved that so if i had gotten a big hit and then some dad came out and steamrolled me i'd be like oh my god what the fuck is wrong oh i've got a picture of him so you guys can give me a read oh that's that looks exactly like what i was expecting oh i'm zooming that in. guy looks exactly <laughs> like what i thought he, he looks like a gym teacher it was like a caveman <laughs> he's got like a prominent brow Military style haircut. I think he's, he's like an ex cop or something. Face like he just fucking. <laughs> here's here's I'm what. Gonna get me some pipes, baby. Get on up. Here's twenty seven. No, so that's actually a separate story. So oh, the thing okay. you were just reading about. Fuck it, let's mention it because we just saw it. This Florida man was one of two Florida dads or baby daddies or attempted baby daddies that made headlines this week. The 41-year-old that tackled the 9-year-old using his son's football equipment is one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is the guy that kidnapped his girlfriend's child, took police on a high-speed chase, 
ended it at McDonald's and then used the infant as a body shield between him and police for tasing shots and gunfire. (laughs) Here's my question that I have to pose to both of you. How bummed are you to be the McDonald's PR person? Because it happened there? Yeah. McDonald's in no way, shape, or form has affiliated themselves (laughs) with people that use their children as human body shields against... Weaponized police. <laughs> McDonald's stands against using children as human shields, <laughs> like making one of those statements. But yeah, Florida's. They also do not stand for police brutality. <laughs> like they're, they're stuck yeah. in the middle. <laughs> He's had a lit week, man. So yeah, Florida was lit. That the the, the dad tackled the guy, and then yeah, twenty seven year old. Uh, yeah, he's the guy that did the the kidnapping and the McDonald's tasing. So here's I actually read about the guy that kidnapped the child. They tased him, safely got the child away, right? So after they tased him and got him to the ground, I guess while they were making sure the child was safe, he was like, I'm going to make a run for it. So he got up and he took off on foot. What do you think they did? Shot him in the back. Canines. Damn, sick, sick the dog. They literally oh. let the dogs out on him, and the dogs fucked him up. Yeah. <laughs> So they let the dogs get out, and then do you know what they did once they got on top of him to get the dogs off? Shot him with a taser. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wonder if that current goes to the dog's teeth. The dogs were off by that point. Oh, okay. Yeah, the yeah, dogs were off. The dogs get off of there. So I, while I'm, I'm going to also say I'm not an advocate of police brutality, I will say if you're the kind of person that kidnaps a child to use it as a human shield you at McDonald's. You deserve a few tasers and a couple dog bites. I think that's par for the course. Yeah. Here's what I think. Some fucking dumbass cops should have chased the guy down and put themselves at risk taking the guy down instead of sending those beautiful pups to do it for him. Those beautiful, because innocent, this, I agree. fucking douchebag 45-year-old dad probably can't run that fucking fast anyways, and we should be paying cops well so we can get better cops, and we should have young cops that are fast and can run and catch people that don't, so we don't have puppies involved. I agree with that angle. Okay. Keep the dogs out of it. Keep I, the dogs out of it. They've, they've, the working days are behind Pay them. cops need to relax. well so that more people will say, I want to be a cop. Because they pay well. <laughs> I want to be a cop because it's the only fucking thing I can do. And it's because I'm a piece of shit <laughs> and I don't fucking have any other skills. And I become a cop anyways. Do you and know? Now I'm fucking out there. And I love Batman, so I get my own yeah. utility belt. Do you know what I think would be cool? I think it's a campaign that could be tried. I think we about have the tech to do this because I watched this movie as a child and it was already a movie. So that means the tech was already somewhat present. Robocop, The Rocketeer. Oh, what if they just gave cops jetpacks to where that was their privilege in society? Do you know how many of them would fucking <laughs> kill themselves on those things? They would die things? landing. Yeah. yeah, they would die. Fucking head first. <laughs> no, that was one of those. Get movies. down or I'll tase you, and they just land right on their head. <laughs> Rocketeer was one of those movies that I forget. You know how you get like a movie like where you like remember only parts of it when you were a kid, and you're like, "What was that movie?" And you never found out what it was or whatever. You ever had that happen? Yes. Yeah. Rocketeer was one of those movies for me, and I was like, "Where? What was that movie called? What was it? Who was in it? And that and shit." And then I got Disney Plus, and then I was like, "Rocketeer, that's the one." <laughs> it's underrated. Fuck. I had a lot of merch. I had a lot of toy, uh, Rocketeer toys. One was very big, like GI Joe style. They did a McDonald's campaign. Rocketeer was the shit. Did they? Yeah, they had toys for a bit. Okay. Because like that was how it entered my sphere of awareness. Uh, but either e- either way, um, we've done it. We've smashed uh, this this week's piss chug. We've completely circled it around. Do you guys have anything you want to say to the pissers before we get out of here and head on over to to the Patreon lounge to pick it up and take it a step further? If you're a Fuck parent, you, I won't piss with you. Oh, sorry, <laughs> if you're a parent, just let the let the game play out. You never know what's gonna happen. Maybe your kid comes back and pops the fuck out of that other exactly. guy. Exactly. Give him a spot for redemption. Give him redemption. a chance. Give him a chance to let it happen. Let it play out. Let a referee make a mistake once in a while. Shit happens. Let's not get in a fight over it, you know? I agree with that maybe statement. Maybe the guy should have had a drink, and then maybe he wouldn't have reacted so hard. He should have had some Old should Fourth little, Distillery. A little bit of this bourbon right little, here. Little old Fourth. <laughs> fourth quarter. Sometimes people just need to fucking relax. I think that they do. They're a little... Uh, tightly wound at the moment and Little League sporting events is not where we need that event. These kids have enough on their plate 
like literally. All jokes aside, we everyone here at the Jug probably has more empathy right now for the little ones walking around than any grown adult making decisions because the cards are stacked against them in a way that it's never been stacked against anyone in history. Yeah. So they have a notably worse childhood than I think I had. Definitely. Because I was more free. We were all more free and not didn't have cameras on us. So the fact that they little league sports, you can't even like come on, it's twenty twenty two, contain your rage, go sign up for your martial arts class, go unload your rage on mm-hmm. g- give out your white belt fury until you get schooled by someone much smaller than you in a class, because that's normally how the way that goes. The small as I learned when I ripped my fucking knee out yep. to the Krabaga class, it was a it was a cardio runner that did it, not someone kicking me. <laughs> it's probably gonna keep happening. Because well, people are pissed off and things are too expensive. And he paid good money for his kid to be in that program. And he doesn't want to see him get leveled in a scrimmage game How do you think first that quarter. kid feels, man? Dude, like, he's so embarrassed. Like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to have the well, Your dad's a real nut, story. huh? He probably doesn't need to bring him, bring him to like, any more games. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, imagine, like, maybe bro, he thinks it's cool, though. I, maybe. I mentioned this earlier on Florida, the Florida kid. <laughs> I mentioned this earlier on the stream today. Imagine relatives that are visiting and in town that like don't know about that situation. They're like, "So, what do you guys want to do this Friday? Do you like want to go out? We like maybe hit the high school football game or something." And people just like shake their head and they're like, oh, "Fucking David!" Wait, and they was tell this a pee wee game or like a high school? No, the kid was nine. So, so it, it, it's a pee wee okay, game, pee-wee. but because of what happened, this guy's not allowed anything in the county. Anything. He Good. Can't, he can't go to any of it. Yeah, control your emotions, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Well. That's it for us this time, everyone. We'll see you next time. Stay out there pissing, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.